This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, look who's back, baby. And dare I say, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. At time of recording, we are sharing the love. And when you think love, when you think romance, when you think joy to your heart and your heart's content, of course, you think of your old pals, Fitzy and Hart, six rings and football things. Not sure when you're listening to this, but you know what? That's okay because we're always sharing the love. We've got nothing but love for you, for football and more. Hi, how are you? And welcome to the program. The latest and always greatest six rings brought to you by WEI, Odyssey and 2400 Sports. On today's program, quick final thoughts on Super Bowl 57, the rise of Chiefs Kingdom taking over Pat's nation. How long will Patrick Mahomes reign? Then we'll talk about the fact that some people think the Patriots may not win another Super Bowl. In these old football-talking boomers' lifetime, where do you weigh in on that one? And lastly, we continue with our off-seasonal positional previews. This time, we will gauge your interest rating in a pivotal position if the Patriots are to re-enter the postseason race or deign to consider making some noise and knocking at the door of the big game again. Wide receivers. Hat, what's up? Happy Valentine's Day. I actually think our relationship is probably more... Um, comparable to many love relationships out there. There's some love, there's some hate, there's some emotion, but in the end, we stick together and we make it work. It's genuine. That's a, the yes. see. That's the thing about the uh, our dynamic when it's like ah, these guys are always bickering. Ah, these guys are so different. Like that's the way relationships are supposed to work. And we'll do a nice little pivot and relate this to football momentarily. But I have always believed I've been a longstanding buyer into the idea that relationships should work in complement. You know, you bring to the table sometimes what I lack, which isn't obviously very much. And Lots. then I bring to the table what you lack, which is obviously abundance. <laughs> you don't want two people who sound the same, think the same, feel the same, unless, ready for this? Nice transition. Unless, of course, they are part of an offensive tandem and on the field, off the field, the way, let's say, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid think, they do think quite similarly, which is why their offense jibes, gels, and works so nicely. The Kansas City Chiefs, yes, once again, second time in four years, five straight AFC Championship appearances. They've never even gone on the road for the AFC Championship. They are your Super Bowl 57 champs. Regardless of what you think about the call at the end of the game, mildly controversial to say the least, the Chiefs outlasted the Eagles 38-35. That's two for Patrick Mahomes. That's two for Andy Reid. And now, Andy, here we are. The Chiefs kingdom has officially taken over Pat's nation. Rich Keefe and I, uh, we parsed out that it's not necessarily a dynasty yet because that word does get thrown around a little too, a little too often, a, little, a bit loosely. 
It's not a full-blown dynasty. However, it is starting to become a reign, if you will. Like, they are the team of the decade. The most relevant team in the NFL this decade, the most dominant team thus far, has been the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But I, I can't quite call it a dynasty just yet. Do you know what I mean when I say, like, they're settling into their reign over the NFL currently. Absolutely. They are the Patriots and the Patriots were the measuring stick. Even mm -hmm. when they went a decade without winning a Super Bowl, they were the measuring stick for the entirety of that run and a full decade. That still blows my mind that they were the top team in the NFL for two decades and they m didn't win a championship for 10 straight years. Right. Cause Damn. it's hard. It's hard and stuff happens and things get in your way, but there is no doubt that the, the, the Chiefs have become the measuring stick. And I, I, I'm very simple with Dynasty. I have a rule. It's three. You win three in a core. Okay. Like Mahomes and Reed, mm -hmm. if they win three, they are a Dynasty. Right now they have two. They need to get one more. And, yes, that will become a Dynasty. Um, but in terms of, you know, the reign, I guess, as you put it, I find it so interesting. In so many ways, they're the Patriots. The MVP quarterback, the the AFC title games, the best coach and the best quarterback married together, even right. And the elite playmakers, which mm -hmm. look like they're going to change. You know, you already lost Tyreek Hill. You will lose Kelsey at some point in Mahomes's career. Can he replace him with, you know, Patriots transition from Moss and Welker to Gronkowski and Edelman? Can he make that transition and have all pros, Pro Bowl caliber weapons that come through? But even fascinating for me was. Travis freaking Kelsey pulling a McGinnis, Harrison, Brady. No one thought we could do it, but we. Pro what the F are you talking about? Where, where did that come from? Aside from the fact know. that Buffalo was maybe, maybe more people thought Buffalo was going to win this year because uh, of the way that game ended last year and the, and the moves they made. Okay. Maybe, maybe more people pick the bills. We pick somebody else to because we can only pick one if you say you know season starts you have to pick yeah. a super bowl winner i can only uh -huh. pick one doesn't mean i don't think the number two or the number three team can't win it no one said <laughs> everyone Chiefs had them win. top five in the nfl Absolutely. everyone said they were the second or the third best team in the conference yep. everyone had them winning the afc west the way i had the nfc and the afc championship broken down if you remember, was I had Buffalo beating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship in the way back when, when we made our predictions, and I had the Buccaneers beating the Eagles. Turns out I was wrong on both championship game counts, but I had the Super Bowl participants making the conference championship games. So, so they say, had a chance. Yeah, they had a chance. Like, it wasn't like everyone said, oh, that's it. You know, old man Kelsey, he's done. They're going to go nine and eight. There's no chance they can get back after it. They lost Tyree Kill. This team is done. Obviously, the, the the conjoining factors that make the Chiefs so incredible that have made them the new Patriots, if you will, because we're always in a race. Who's the new goat? Who's the new this? Who's the new that? Is Kelsey. All along, it's been Kelsey and mostly Mahomes and Reed. And they probably can get one or two more years of elite play from Travis Kelsey. And then they've proven, so long as they have a competent trio or cadre of running backs and a, uh, a little a wide receiver room full of like, possession receivers a potential deep threat and you know uh, a wild card you know Kadarius Tony could very well be the new discount Ocean State job lot version of Tyreek Hill they're, they're going to be in every freaking game the rest of the way so long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and let let's also just put this to rest there is no discussion as to who the best player in football is until he shows major signs of slippage 
there's an injury or he retires. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest player on planet Earth. It Yes, this is okay to say, folks, with, uh, with all due respect. He may end up going down as the greatest player of all time. We're not there yet, but just please settle in and enjoy the ride and let him be the measuring stick, like you said, Andy, for the time to come because the guy is just off the charts good. And the funny thing is, he was the second best quarterback on the field for the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts was the best quarterback. But because the Chiefs and Mahomes got the Brady-like boost, defensive mm -hmm. score, yep. punt return, I believe the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Like so, yeah, and, Mahomes, wait, and, the, and the refs were on their side too. They are the Patriots. They yes. are the mother bleeping Patriots. And, and that's why I think Patriots fans so hate them and so are so threatened is they they're looking at what they used to be and they're longing for that. I oh. used to be that. And now I'm because oh. that penalty, that penalty was Brady and the Patriots. Absolutely. Bingo. And they, they didn't need it. It just altered the ending a little bit. They didn't, they were going to score, probably going to win. It just took away from us, the fan, a couple minutes of, Hurts trying to do something with the football, make this mm -hmm. a historic Super Bowl. But a field goal Super Bowl win when you got a defensive score, when you got a big play on special teams, and yet everybody gives the MVP to Mahomes. Like the whole story is the Patriots. Like you just did cut and paste, find Patriots, insert Chiefs, boom, boom, boom. Now, you don't need to be defensive Patriots fans. I don't know why you can't just rest on your six Super Bowl laurels, but. You are defensive. Don't tell me you're not defensive. Don't tell me it doesn't bother you because it does. It pokes at you. And the mm -hmm. more you deny it, the more you doth protest too much. Yeah. And the more obvious, the more obvious it is as well, because, well, Andy, to be quite frank, it stinks to have something taken away from you. It's like, it's like being the cool guy in high school. And now all of a sudden you, you go to college and it's like, but I used to be that now I got to try to earn but cool at least you were now. cool once. There's some kids yeah. that get bullied in middle school, high school, and college. At least you were cool for some of it. Uh, cool for a lot of it. Like the from, Lions get bullied every year. The Lions have just been the, the Lions have been the kid with the pocket protector and broken horn rims and boogers and a lousy lunch every day. And they've had their milk money taken for years. Maybe they'll actually be the ones who take the milk money back now. The Patriots were cool from kindergarten to graduation. And now someone else has stepped in as the cool kid and it stinks. It's just sort of like, because there's envy. It's a, it's a natural emotion. It's a natural reaction. I'd say steer into it as opposed to denying it. There's no reason not to just be, just be honest about it. Like it sucks watching another team be there. You can't wait for your team to hopefully get back there, but you have to at least appreciate greatness. Otherwise you show yourself and here comes fraud squad. Ready? I'm actually going to steer into your whole you people fraud squad thing. Otherwise, if you can't at least appreciate the fact that someone is the new what you used to be and is great at the game that you love so much, then you're proving yourself to be a fraudulent football fan. You're just a Patriots fan and not a true fan of the game. And that would be disappointing. It would be. And like, I even look at the, at the loser in this game, the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Think of how close they have been to the team of the 2000s. Andy Reid led them to three straight NFC title games, they go to the Super Bowl, they throw up on themselves, lose to the Patriots. They get back there and win with a backup quarterback. They mm -hmm. get back there with a true franchise quarterback and lose. But a couple plays here or there throughout the last 20 years, maybe the Eagles are the dominant team of this. Maybe mm -hmm. Jeffrey Lurie is like, son of a bitch, I was this close to being on top of the mountain for two decades. And because what they've done is impressive to, to oh, build, rebuild, awesome. 
rebuild multiple. Now they're going to lose multiple. two coordinators, Andy. They're going to lose. Right. They'll lose their defensive coordinator, likely to Arizona. Uh, as Grant calls him, Shane Spikeman is going to take over as head coach in Indianapolis. He'll probably do a great job. He'll get a franchise quarterback in the draft like that. And you know what? Sirianni will promote the quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator. They have their system in place. And final thought on Super Bowl 57, just a general overall football thought. And boy, oh boy, wouldn't this guy, this former Alabama quarterback, have looked nice in a Patriots uniform. To me, it's not like Super Bowl 57 is a coronation of the Chiefs kingdom reigning over the NFL for the time to come. Andy Reid's greatness. He is now in the all-time great NFL coach conversation. Patrick Mahomes is already in Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now he gets a chance to not only be the best quarterback of his modern age, but enter the greatest quarterbacks of all time discussion. Jalen Hurts was the star of the standout and to me the breakout of Super Bowl 57. That guy can ball out. All except when he dropped the ball and gave the game to the Chiefs. Uh, except, except for when he's we get screwed the pooch and crapped the bed. Just <laughs> that give him a breakfast. Bucket. Give him a mulligan on that one. But still, like, if you gave him the ball back, like if they don't call that ticky-tack play on Bradbury and they give him the ball back with a minute 40 left, I was full well confident that I would have bought in 100% on him driving them down the field and getting a game-tying field goal. And then we would have gotten another Super Bowl overtime, and who would have said no to that? And that is the other aspect that I praise the Chiefs for. Their games are great, whether it's with the Patriots, with the Bills, with the Bengals, with the you know Eagles in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs give us pretty damn good, meaningful late season playoff type games. And mm -hmm. the Patriots always have. Think of the Patriots. Like they've always almost the Super Bowls are great three point games. You know, throw out that Rams one that was kind of a stinker. The, no, the right. Chiefs do that right. as well. And mm -hmm. and you know me, that's where I start. It was Super Bowl Sunday. I wanted to be entertained. Were you entertained. entertained? Yes, I was absolutely exactly. thumbs up entertained by the Chiefs and the budding, but not their dynasty. Mm -hmm. Which, yes, exactly. It's a it's a, bur a burgeoning dynasty, if you will. They are currently reigning over the NFL. I told you I thought that game was going to be Super Bowl 38 adjacent. It kind of was. It was. It was way more like Super Bowl 38 than I think a lot of people probably either gave it credit for or thought that it would be. Exciting to the finish. Yes, very Patriot-like. It's a cruel mirror, Pats fans, but you know what? At the same time, it's good football. I've been entertained, and I hope you guys have been entertained tuning into the podcast. Thanks so much for the follows at Six Rings Pod, Fitzy GFY, and Jumbo Heart. We've got a whole offseason of action-packed football discussion to share with you guys. So stick around, won't you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Like now, when we move our way into discussing the Patriots and their chance to make the Super Bowl sometime soon. Hey, I like that. 
I uh, I really enjoyed that drug. I want to get a hit of that again sometime soon. Like I always say, Andy, there is no methadone for the NFL. There's also nothing that really supplants winning. There is no high like being a dominant team. There is nothing quite like waking up and knowing your team's going to be great. It makes you feel good. It gets you out of bed quicker. There's a general... There's a general feeling of empowerment the fan has by knowing their team is always going to be in it, that you're gr- that there's greatness to be had. And right now, the Patriots fan kind of is wondering, what's the future of my team? I think Bill O'Brien's going to make them better. I think they're approaching this offseason like grown football adults. But when is my team going to get back to near the top? When will they begin the climb again? And is there any chance the Patriots will get back to the top and win a Super Bowl? Tom Curran told us, on our WEI Football Sunday show last week, that he did not believe in his lifetime the Patriots would get back to, if not win, another Super Bowl. And that was a jaw-dropper to the two of us. Um, I think there's a chance they can get back. But I'll tell you the one thing they need to do, when I was watching Super Bowl 57, Andy, I just kept thinking, holy smokes, these two teams are far quicker far bigger and way more explosive than the Patriots. The Pats got to get bigger and faster and they got to do it toot sweet. They just need players. Like that's, I look, that's, that's that simple. Everywhere in that game. You're like, Oh yeah. You don't really measure up there. Huh? You know, yeah. you, you don't really that measure up nice. there. No. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I disagree with Tom Curran. And first of all, we should point out he's in pretty good shape and he's in his middle ages. So like he's got a good run ahead of him. Theoretically, unless something should freakish happens it's not like right. paul perillo saying they're not going to win in his lifetime i mean oh no come on that guy sucks down diet pepsis and italian subs like you wouldn't believe <laughs> so um if he said it'd be a little different but i will say this so i have a 15 year old son mm-hmm. fingers crossed we don't have grandchildren all that early uh but nope. i'm gonna say they win the super bowl before i have a grandchild wow I think, well i just look okay. at history um mm-hmm. You know, they were in the mid-60s. They were in the AFL title game. Mid-70s, they were among the best teams in football. Should have been in a Super Bowl. Mid-80s, they were in a Super Bowl, got waxed. Mid-90s, were in a Super Bowl, could have won it. And then the 2000s, 2010s, they were in the Super Bowl. They were winning Super Bowls. They're an organization that at least once a decade, basically, is in the Super Bowl conversation. Right now, they're not in the Super Bowl conversation. But um, I find it hard to believe that Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, even Bill Belichick, for as long as he is a contributing factor in some form or fashion, sideline, upper management, whatever. I I just think they will be in the conversation. Now, it's hard. You know, we just sort of talked about the Chiefs, the Eagles, you know, the evolution of of teams and dynasties and runs. It's hard to go to the Super Bowl, but they have a quarterback that may be the answer and or the problem. And and that's the way I look at it. Like, it's a problem if you invested a first-round pick in a quarterback and now you're still looking in a year. But we don't know. We've talked openly about that. We're waiting to see how 2023 plays out before we make that decision. Do you have the guy or do you need the guy at quarterback? But to me, it's just uh, an organizational faith, I guess, that, yes, they're far away. Yes, they don't Mm -hmm. have anything that looks anything like A.J. Brown. They don't have anything that looks anything like a lot of the players that a lot of these teams have to make plays. We'll see. I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm, it's, it did. It's, it stunned me that Tom Curran was so, um, so Adamant. down and so definitive that they were not going to be in the conversation in his lifetime. To me, it's all about, now you talked in our first segment on the pod about how, you know, Jeffrey Lurie as owner and Howie Roseman as GM of the Eagles have done such an awesome job. Bill Belichick, the GM on his own, Maybe 
greatest coach of all time, but kind of did the Patriots a disservice in the second half of their double dynastic run with some, dare I say, less than stellar drafts that have kind of beset the organization and left the cabinets and pantry a tad bare. Now Matt Groh and some others step in. The drafts have gotten better. They're putting legitimate talent on the field, in the locker room, and on the sidelines. Great. But to me, this stems from their ability to get back to the promised land, their ability to get back to the Super Bowl, if not actually win one, starts organizationally, and it starts with ownership. And I firmly believe that how as long as Robert Kraft is steering the ship uh, with Jonathan's assistance, and whenever Jonathan takes over in totality, that their desire to win, their desire to be at the top of the heap, their insistence upon greatness and never being out of the conversation and always being relevant will keep them in the hunt. They'll bring in the best people they can to draft players, to run the team, to mop the floors, to stock the popcorn bins, to, to run routes, to throw footballs, everything. The Patriots have established such a standard over such a long time, Andy, that I firmly believe that they will never just settle for also ran uh, participation banners and eight and nine ever again. As long as we ignore last year, as long as we ignore last year, because last year is their mulligan. We're, we're giving them a mulligan last year. Yeah. Cause I generally agree with you, but if I'm a um, objective listener to this from a different mm -hmm. viewpoint, okay. Fitzy says they always bring in the best, whether it's to sweep the floors or run the team. And I go, Hey Fitzy, um, so you're telling me Matt Patricia was the best choice to call plays last year? That's the well, best money could buy, best decision out there. Is that what you're saying, yeah. Fitz? No, nah, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so, no, in saying. general, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Now, it's funny, and I don't mean to bring uh, mortality or morbidity, whatever, into this. Um, it's okay. Valar Margulis, all men must die. It happens. To me, an actual measuring stick is mm -hmm. Robert Kraft's lifetime. Mm -hmm. Do you win again? Are you in the Super Bowl? Are you in that? Does he get to make another trip? in his lifetime that's a little bit more debatable uh questionable um if if you hadn't if you forced me to ask the answer it i'd say yes i'd say robert okay. Kraft goes back to another super bowl time is okay. ticking I, I wouldn't you know i wouldn't waste too many more seasons like you wasted last year but right well let me share a little something i read yesterday andy that i believe you will find of interest potentially for mocking purposes or actually um for analytical debatical purposes or both uh and no this isn't about Derek carr being released from the raiders no the patriots will not have any interest who knows where he goes that we can weigh in on that potentially if he signs with the jets or someplace else that could affect the afc east at a juncture sometime soon no i'm not talking about aaron Rodgers and his darkness retreat and where he ends up as well who gives a flying flip about that um maybe andy and i will do the podcast with the lights turned off next time that <laughs> Just to no. see if we could do it, Aaron Rodgers. That would be good if we just did if, black screens. If we just light. if we just turn the lights off and keep the pod on the same time, will we have greater clarity of thought with a dark pod? No. Uh, no. I read this yesterday. Sports Illustrated did their far too early one prediction for the 2023 season for all 32 NFL teams. Are you ready for what they predicted for the New England Patriots? Give it to me. Prediction. The Patriots win the AFC East. How? All right, I'll read it to you right now. Wait, wait, wait. Can you scroll to the Bills prediction? Does it say Josh Allen dies? Ow, Andy Hart. Uh, it says, uh, return of Bill O'Brien stabilizes an offense that at times circled around complete disarray. Mac Jones poised, confident, efficient. Somewhere along the line, the Patriots score an elite weapon this offseason. 
be it a pass-catching satellite back, a dual-threat tight end, or a game-breaking wide receiver that puts the rest of the conference on notice. A brilliant defensive season from Belichick will seal the deal. So there's uh, a sneaky, quiet confidence. Does this have a little double dash and tell me who wrote it? No, Connor Orr. I don't know who that is. Uh, And the prediction for the Buffalo Bills. Connor uh, Holmoor. Your boy, Khalil Shakir, will emerge as a legitimate number two receiver with number one upside. I like that. That's Shakir supplants hit. Gabe Davis, who's going to be a free agent next year. Fifth round pick out of boy. God, how the hell did the Patriots? It doesn't say anything about why they don't win the East, but how the hell did they let a guy like Khalil Shakir fall to the Bills in the fifth round when people like you and Mike Giardi were sitting there like, he's going to be good. What are we doing? Because they don't listen. They no. just don't listen. They're like my damn kids. <laughs> and then I have to say, I told you so. All right. So you and I are of the uh, fundamental belief the Patriots do get back to a Super Bowl in our lifetimes. We see it happening. Yes. I mean, my God, how long? It it had only been, crazy thing is, it had only been five years since before the double dynastic run began with the 2001 shock of the St. Louis Rams. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl five years prior in New Orleans. Right. And and the Eagles are your example of that, as as yes. we mentioned in the first time. Like you can do it with different coaches, different quarterbacks, different runs, different little mini eras built in. Um, mm-hmm. although I was a little disappointed when I was looking to uh future Super Bowl sites, the speculation mm-hmm. on who could win some of the bids, and mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it, but there's some bad ones that could be coming down the uh the pike. So to, like for example, Buffalo. I'm guessing if they build a stadium, they're at least gonna be in consideration. But it's open Bowl. air. Who? What the kind of hospitality does Buffalo have in February? It doesn't. But I got to tell you, if it is they the go most to... inhospitable place, legitimately, meteorologically, and beyond in February. The only thing I hope is that they just close the loop and decide, nope, we're doing Vegas, L.A., Arizona, Arizona, New Orleans, New Orleans Miami. That's it. Yeah, hopefully maybe they Houston. Close that. Yeah, and just keep rotating those. But Jerry World, there's seven or eight stadiums that should be in the loop, and that's it. Right, and hopefully we're done with the Indies, Detroit's, Buffaloes, New uh, Yorks, whatever. Enough, like, enough. oh, you build a stadium. But I, I bet we're not. Like Washington. Eventually when Washington gets a stadium, I bet Washington gets a Super Bowl when they get a new stadium and a new owner and everything down you there. You have to have like the number of co- – you have to have restaurants and convention centers and enough hotel rooms really? like Jacksonville proved years ago. You have to have the infrastructure yeah, cruise to host. Yeah. Just bring in cruise ships. Honestly. Well, I think Andy, we both can we both agree that the Patriots can and will likely get back to a Super Bowl, let's say maybe in the next 15 years, okay? Oh, Which yeah. would be pretty amazing. Oh. But in order to do so, they are going to need it, it, just to even to fulfill SI's crazy hot prediction for the 2023 season to get back in the conversation, to finally knock off the Bills once again and more, they're going to have to make some changes. They're going to have to address a certain position aggressively this offseason. Be it free agency, trades, the draft, or a combination therein. And that's what we're going to address in our final segment here on the pod. Thanks for listening, tuning in, sharing, rating, subscribing, and more. We loves you here on the Six Rings podcast. All right. Continuing with our off-seasonal positional previews. Last week, of course, we addressed the running back position. And we gauged, as Andy Hart has quantified, your interest rating in the position this offseason both in terms of the players they have in-house as well as how much you think they're going to have to address the position via the draft, via free agency, and via trade. 
I said I had was a three out of 10 on running backs last week. I think they're pretty well set after grabbing Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong Jr. last year. And with superstar in the making, Ramondre Stevenson being the focal point of the offense, perhaps a healthy time Montgomery coming back into the equation gives them a pretty stacked running back room. They don't have to spend too much time on it this offseason. You gave it a, what was your rating last week? Six, I believe. I was going to say a six. Yeah, you were, you were, uh, I'm not going to say a firm six, but you were. Firm seven and a half. Eighth, right. Family podcast. I apologize for that, we're everybody. Talking interest ratings here. I don't know what and you're talking go, about. There goes that sponsor, whatever <laughs> sponsor it was. Uh, now we get to wide receiver. I'm just going to come straight out of the gate right now. I'm a, I'm a big old nine, if not even a 10, like straight up. All the way. I'm just gonna right even before we get into a discussion. Okay, interest to, ratings, right? Yeah, interest rating. I have oh, okay. rock solid ten. Uh, I am a set in stone granite ten. Like you could set you could set your watch to it. Agreed. I'm all in on the need to address the wide receiver room because as we saw in Super Bowl fifty seven, the Chiefs thought they could actually run their offense and be just as prolific without the fastest receiver in the NFL, and they diversified the portfolio, and they drafted, signed, and traded wisely for Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, and they picked up a possible Ty Hill clone in Kadarius Toney, who they got you know for dimes on the dollar from the Giants, who just needed to move on from him after Joe Judge had temporarily irradiated Kadarius Toney in a Giants uniform, and they just mutually agreed to part ways. Pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. On the other side of the ball, look what the Eagles have done. My God. I mean, to, to, you know, like whiffing on a bunch of receivers like Jalen Rager and uh, I forget the name of the other receiver who had like three Nelson names. Aguilar. No, Aguilar, but there was another one they drafted previously, all of whom stunk. Alshon Jeffrey aged out of the league pretty damn fast. And look what they did. They drafted Devonta Smith last year, first overall. They, they trade another first-round pick. For A.J. Brown, give him the bag. Look what he does for Jalen Hurts and his growth in the offense's proliferation. The Patriots need to do the same. Our own Kyrie Thompson wrote about the Patriots needing to follow the Eagles' plan, not the Chiefs' plan, not the 49ers' plan. Maybe following the Eagles' plan into this offseason for trying to get the offense back up to speed would be a smart thing. You have to invest. They cannot continue to treat the wide receiver position like an add-on or like like a protein that you have the option of throwing on to a salad or like when you get a burrito bowl at Chipotle, like you absolutely have to address this. Like it's a primary focus of the team. So you gave it a nine slash 10. And as you've been fixating on sort of the, the pursuit of talent side mm -hmm. of interest, I give it a nine or a 10. And I mean, I, I wrote down nine because 10 felt strong. You always get to leave room. Okay. This isn't the dunk contest. If you give the first one a 10, what do you do when the next one? Where do you better? go from there? Okay. I, I give nine. it a nine. Nine. Uh, nine. Oh, yeah. Patriots in Germany. I saw uh, Mac yeah. Jones putting a little video out to his friends. Let's hope he's the starter by the time they get there. Uh, but I look at this from, you know, the, the movie view. I laughed. I cried. The dialogue, mm -hmm. the comedy, like. To me, this position has absolutely everything, has need and potential T. Higgins. You could say they're going to shoot for the moon and go get T. Higgins, spend a first-round pick and $100 million, but it also has internal storylines like subplots. Kendrick Bourne, a year ago, he was a breakout mm. star in the making, except he was a breakout star who was burning out and crashing to earth. Um, Devontae Parker, 
Is he good enough to be whatever you want him to be? Return. He said forward? he is. He said he, he commented on yeah, it. We mentioned a few weeks thinks. ago. I know. I, I know. I'm just saying. Like, uh, the balls I, thrown his way were 80 20. They weren't. No, 50 50 at best. Yes. Not even 70 30. Uh, no. But don't you want that kind of confidence out of one of your starting receivers? Don't you want them believing that no, they're really the care. man, that they're the I him? Really Mohamed Sanu once told me he was not only the juice, he was also the squeeze. He was not. I don't care. It's my little league. No, he was the rind, the pulp, and the mess. But he believed he was great. He believed he was going to be something. It's my little league parent rule. Don't ever ask a little league parent if their kid is good. Yes, they think their kid is good. Guess what? 99% of the time, they're wrong. Their kid blows and sucks. (laughs) Now, why are we coming for everyone's chest? Spoiling all their big league dreams, Andy. Tyquan Thornton is on the field catching balls from Bailey Zappi, and he's your young year to jump, hopeful receiver, speed burner, top off the defense guy. And you have this uh, Chinese floating balloon that's just floating up there, and you're not sure whether you're going to shoot it down or let it float. Jacoby Myers, he's your guy. Are you going to give him $50 million? I figured UFOs, the floating balloons, unidentified objects would somehow factor into the discussion since that is part of the zeitgeist right now. I did not think that we would possibly compare Jacoby Myers and his uh, looming free agency to Chinese weather balloons. But you know what? Like I often say, Andy, I'm here for it. So would you give him 50 million bucks? I would give him 40. I didn't ask you if you'd give him 40. I asked you if you'd give him 50. No. So you're letting him walk. Best receiver on the team the last four years. You're saying, bye bye uh if i can get it i didn't if ask you te- what anything else i said are you gonna no, give him a contract i know but there has to be i have to know who's replacing him if there's a big body coming in if Who? there's a, a a receiver number one if you're gonna Who? tell me that if you're gonna tell me deandre hopkins or t higgins has entered the equation i can he, he can go okay i i would agree with that on some level um but i have been sort i'd rather of the, the money be allocated that way yeah i think you can do both i mean you pissed away $11 million on Nelson Aguilar. So piss mm-hmm. away 12 next year on Jacoby Myers. And I don't ever think you'll call it pissing away. I think you'll know he's going to Kobe on your team. Solid, dependable number two target. But I, to me, I need, a, I need, I want, I want the, I, I miss the third down receiver. I miss the jitterbug. I miss the guy as current likes him. to often say that can get, who can get open in the phone booth? Marcus Jones. I've moved him to slot receiver slash passing back in my mind. Wow. That is a bold choice. And fortune, I've been told, favors the bold. I mean, look at this hair. I'm bold as bold can be. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> You got like fire hair this morning going on with the hair just bursting through your clumsy I'm visor. Mr. Heat Miser. Yeah, it's it's board, yeah, it's borderline syndrome from the Incredibles-esque right now, which I which it's a fun look. It works for you. But like the I I want the big guy. And I want the the jitterbug. Do you mean big? AJ Brown, T. T Higgins. I want big. Yes, like the guy. Like I want a big. Why I want a big number one. Uh, When I say big guy, I mean the number one target. The clear cut, definitive. This is the guy you have to game plan for. This is the guy that Max should always be looking for first. This is the guy that demands defensive consideration and number one cornerback coverage. That's what I want. A big guy. Okay, so Tyreek Hill. Devontae Parker's big. big. Yes. Okay, I just so oh, okay. So it's it's an it's a go to guy. It's a number yes. one target. It's a, I want to stud. I want okay. Let me put it this way. I Ty want to stud the guy he'd fear, right? You know, yes. Ty Law keeps talking about no one would if he played defense, he would not fear a single member of the New England Patriots. Nope. So you need a, a someone who induces fear in the opposing side. Okay, 
Can any of the current Patriots become that? I'm going to include Marcus Jones, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker. Can any one of them, could we, you know how NFL networks love to uh -huh. do like sit downs, like, oh, the storylines. Could any of those guys be November storylines? Like, wow, we didn't think you could be this, but you're now the go-to number one guy in New England. No. Well, that's negative. <laughs> I'm just being, but am I, is this not a forum for honesty? It is, but it's, I'm the honest one. You're supposed to be the fraudulent Foxborough faithful. I am. I am a super fan. I think last year I was the one who on a Saturday afternoon with Brian Barrett and Kyrie Thompson caught the attention of national media outlets, uh, local papers and more saying that we believed firmly, no less that the Patriots wide receiver room of number twos and threes would be better than a wide receiver room that had a standout number one. And then a bunch of three, you know, maybe a two, then some threes and fours turns out we were wrong, but we were wrong because of the play callers and the people directing the personnel and the talent. We're wrong. just wrong period. You just, they say wrong two period. years in a row. You've been very wrong. All right. Why was I very wrong two years ago, two, two years prior? What, was it two years ago or was it last year when you said you'd rather have the Patriots targets than the Chiefs? Oh, yeah. I've been wrong two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll eat that L. I've been dining. I've been dining on. And look, look, at it, it's preventing me from aging. It turns out you don't need to worry about other superfoods, losses and big L's like that in terms of prognostication truly keep you young at heart. So are have you been burned by that? Is that why you are so yes, 100 percent saying the guy's not here? You have to add because I've kind of felt that way all along. And it's been part of my, you know, big, uh, I, I actually patented it, the three-point offseason plan, get a tackle, get a coach, get a receiver. Because I do think they have a lot of good guys, complimentary guys, guys that Complimentary, yes. But they lack the top of the food chain, top of the depth chart guy. And they haven't really tried of late to get that. Nikhil Harry, mm -hmm. Antonio Brown, that era. Because I don't think a trade for Devontae Parker – that's a complimentary guy. You didn't actually think he was going to be. I gave up a fifth rounder for him, for goodness sakes. Right. Um, so I'm with you. And that's why I've been on the T Higgins bandwagon and I'm getting mocked by Paul Perillo and others for it that. Oh, goodness sakes. I'd be all in on T Higgins because I think now I know some people are doubting T. That's another thing. It's not just would they give up whatever it's going to take to get him. There are some that say he's not AJ Brown. He's not Stefan Diggs. He's not special. He's a number two. He'll always be a really good number two. Who's the only receiver that had over 100 yards receiving in Super Bowl 56? T. Higgins. I love him. I would just look 19 at 19 touchdowns in three seasons, like you've pointed out, over 1,000 yards each and every season when he's been the one or the two. And go back and watch the Patriots game, the first half. Bengals Patriots I thought you saw a man among boys I thought at points in the playoff game you, that that touchdown in the fr the front right corner of the end zone he's a big boy he can do it and and I would love to see him get his opportunity and that's the other thing if you and I are right about the mm -hmm. Patriots mm -hmm. I actually think it'd be a good fit for him you're not going somewhere where it's just him you're going somewhere where we think they have a two and a three and a tight you know what I mean like he either proves it by beating people or he proves it when he gets doubled. Oh, wow. Look at how much he opened up Hunter Henry. Look at how mm -hmm. much he opened up Kendrick Bourne. So I look how much he opened up the running game. Look at what he did for max confidence. I actually think it would be a good fit for him personally 
in New England because it wouldn't – yes, he'd be the be-all, end-all because if you trade a high pick and you give him $100 million, you put a bullseye on your back. But yeah. I think he'd have a lot to work with around him. So I'm all let in on just, T. Higgins. All right. Let me make a – state. let me let me just uh, uh, make a, a statement, a statement uh, of uh, forlorn wanting and frustration as it regards the Patriots. I'll ask you a question, and then we'll wrap it up. I still have no idea for love, sex, or money – why the New England Patriots, when he was suspended for placing a parlay, one stupid innocuous bet, something we now talk about openly on the radio, getting a pot, hopefully getting a wagering, adult wagering and sportsbook sponsor soon here on our podcast and beyond. Calvin Ridley places one stupid bet. Far be it from Calvin Ridley is the new Pete Rose gets suspended and the Jaguars have the savvy to offer up a fifth round pick to get his rights from the Falcons. And now he's going to have a one-year deal, one chance to earn that next ginormous contract playing with the Jaguars, who already have a good receiver room and have a potential top-five quarterback in the NFL and Trevor Lawrence. Calvin Ridley is going to explode next season. The Patriots had a chance to have previously addressed this, and for no reason that I can think of, Andy, they did. They they just looked right pat. They just glazed over it, glossed right over the idea that they could have had a number-one receiver for free, basically. Yeah. When remember, if you remember, uh, there was a lot of talk. It was before the suspension. It was going to take a second round pick to get Calvin Ridley. And we all and thought I, they were going to be in on him. Well, I didn't want to be at that price and that the quick turnaround where you have to give him a contract, not knowing what he is for a fifth round pick, a late round throwaway pick. I, I don't I don't know if it has to do with what they think his future is, their intel on his gambling. Who, who knows? Maybe they think he's going to get suspended again in the future you know i i don't know their their background how the file is filled with with mm -hmm. calvin ridley but i absolutely at that price think he would have it, it's a patriot move buy low sell high buy yes low. like even if they always used to do that we would have just been hailing and praising belichick chess over checkers blah 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 yeah and and to the point where they used to love getting the compensatory pick so you trade a fifth for him you get a year he has 1200 yards in his one year with you you let him leave in free agency he signs a hundred million dollar contract you get a third round pick back because of the compensatory pro you know what i yeah. mean like so i i don't have a good answer as to why they wouldn't have considered that at the time i yeah. but you know i just was reading just up on decision uh, it was bad decision year just bad decisions all the way around. Well, let's just hope they got them all out at once. Yeah, because in that same Sports Illustrated article, <laughs> they talked about Calvin Ridley having a exploding, having a monster season and propelling the Jaguars offense to new heights as they now are set to dominate the AFC South for years to come. Uh, last question. In their off-seasonal positional uh, preview, a wide receiver, we've both given it a 9 out of 10. Pretty damn interested in how they need to approach this. They need to address it, insert more talent into the roster. Let's say T. Higgins is not part of the equation, but there are some tasty options available in that first round. Andy Hart, would you use the 14th overall pick on a wide receiver? Uh, I would not, because I don't think there's going to be one of, of value there. Um, trading down for a receiver, and I know Patriots fans sort of just automatically bristle at that idea, mm -hmm. trading down, oh, Belichick added. I would trade down late in the first round maybe for a receiver. If they stay at 14, I think you have to get a an elite player, and I think there's going to be an elite offensive tackle in that consideration spot. There may even be an elite edge defender in that that spot there. So receiver in the first round, I'm okay with if it comes later. I know like Zay Flowers. Kyrie Thompson's pick 14th overall in his latest mock draft on WEI.com. Too, too high. high. Way too high. 
Too Zay high. Flowers at 28. You know, in my dream deal, if you trade number 14 to the Bengals for T. Higgins and the 28th pick in the draft, take T. Higgins on a contract, take Zay Flowers with that pick. Mac uh, is cooking. Oh, put me in September. Let's go. Fire it up. Now, that would be, wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that see? I, that's like the legitimately the most excited I got for September 2023 in months, like in, in weeks, days, months. Like, you're welcome. You give me Mac Jones with Ramondre and with Zay Flowers and T Higgins and Kendrick Bourne and whomever else is at. Oh, holy smokes. Let's go. You know, you do need a tackle. I still need to find a tackle somewhere. But is my guy Stuba going to be anything? Oh, Andrew Stuber. I, I, I think he could be like a swing backup, maybe. But I, I can't imagine he's a starting caliber tackle right away. Um, do they some, do they already have their fat guy at left tackle? No, they might. And uh, something that uh, Mike Reese brought up that I didn't recollect in mm-hmm. his Sunday notes that Connor McDermott, who solidified the right tackle spot with his arrival late in the year, and farewell Kajust. Was an Adrian Clem uh, pupil at UCLA, so there's you don't there. say. How about and that? Obviously, a former Patriots draft pick who had the weird yep. move around mm-hmm. and then come back to New England. So I don't want to be like Mr. Homer, like you. And oh, oh, are we switching roles? Wow. But is there a chance you just say Connor McDermott, Trent Brown, new offensive line coach, Stuber as a backup? Is that good enough to get by if you really invest in the receiver position, like we just said, and utilize some of your assets there? And I, I do love the fact that in a piece that uh, Reamer wrote up for WEI.com, the headline, former players praise Adrian Clem after Patriots hire, he, quote, preaches violence. Okay. I, I know we're trying to grow up in a different, <laughs> you know, the whole idea, like he he chose, yeah, like, okay, all right. So maybe with the, put a little edge, some nasty, some nasty back on that line. All right, I will also would not go receiver 14th overall. I would address it, though. I would take multiple kicks at the can to make a younger, faster, more dynamic receiver room. And I do want to see the Patriots make a trade for a receiver. I've been on D-Hop. You want your T. Higgins. We'll see where they go. Both of us are at a 9 out of 10. What is your interest rating in the wide receiver room, Pats fans? Let us know. Give us a holler at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, at Jumbo Heart. All right, we'll be back in a couple of days with yet another off-seasonal positional preview, more Pat's Paris news notes, everything else your heart desires for the nonstop 24-7, 365 Foxborough football cycle. Until next time, good job, producer Justin Turpin. Excellent work as always, Andy Hart. This is your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying thanks for listening to Six Rings and Football Things from WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Good day, God bless, and as always, go Pats.